They did what with the podcast? That's right. It's your take as excrement season. Season four. Four? Four. And four. that's right. We're keeping the name. Uh, thank you for everyone who, who, who rallied to save your take as excrement. Um, you did it. You done good. Yeah. Um, uh, give we, yourself a pat on the back. We are back for season four. I am still Maylitz. I'm still Neo. And we are still talking about movies. Uh, but today, you got to tell the people at home what the theme of this season is. Yeah. People have been excited to know, so, even so, though I think I already said something. Um, we're going we're gonna to do a little bit of shop chop. Shop, shop chop, talk, talk about the podcast. So if you, if you don't like us talking about the current state of the podcast, uh, go and skippity-doo right on a bit further where... We presumably will be talking about a movie. Oh um, right. Presumably. Uh if I if I get if I get the, the hanker in two. So uh we're changing the mission statement on the podcast just a touch. So uh we're gonna we're, so this season's gonna be the Sigma male season. We're gonna be mostly looking at movies that are like incelly Sigma E movies. Uh and we're gonna be specifically looking at them through the lens of like what about these movies that are uh, that are sigma male or not or like incelly or not and what attracts incels to these movies and if you've been if you've been religiously watching us you've probably uh noticed this changing of the tides as we've increasingly talked about this kind of stuff but well, we sure we saw this video or i saw a video and i then because i know may loves to be tortured i showed it to her <laughs> i do love about, to be tortured by and the I'm, way. I'm not gonna name the youtuber because i don't want to do that but he just had like objectively the worst takes on on he he was literally like talking about sigma male movies but then just having like the worst possible fucking takes well so, so his problem was that he had half of a take yeah uh, and his half was that sigma male movies are effective because people actually connect with them yeah and so when people make fun of them and people make fun of people for liking them like, sure, some of that is valuable, but also understand that those people actually deeply connect with those movies. Right. So that, but that is only half of an argument. The follow up mm -hmm. argument is why? Why and is that justified? And what is the actual, like, long term effect? What are they, what are these movies meant to actually do? Are they being understood right. by the people that watch them? Mm hmm. These are valid questions that people tend not to ask because they're trying to ask why people connect with something. Right. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're going to be shifting, at least for, for a while, uh, we're going to be shifting the focus towards that because I have determined that, that, I will, that, that, that I will declare jihad against, against, the, Sigma against the Sigma male. Uh, uh, and, and I will not stop until, until I have either destroyed their ideology or I am in the grave. And so with that... Today's episode is going to be on American Psycho. Well, well, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, yeah. We, we, we have a, we have a, a subreddit now. Uh, one of our patrons made it. It's r slash your take is excrement. Go check it out. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I just went on there a little while ago. And if you ignore all the pornography on my account, you'll find uh, that I left a little post there that said, hey, it's May. Leave <laughs> AMA, if anybody... So if you ever have questions for me, <laughs> you can go over to the subreddit and ask him there, and don't click on my account and see all the pornography. Well, now people are going to do it. 
I know. You just opened that door. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, all right. So, uh, that wasn't too long. Uh, about about yeah. four minutes of shop top. Anyway, shop top. Uh, why do we keep saying that? What is because chop top Texas chop Chainsaw top. Massacre two. Uh, because my brain is fried. Um, like an egg. Like an egg. That's just any 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 moment in time. If you like, if 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 the movie, if like the movie of life were to jump cut to my brain, it's just like an egg sizzling. Just I'm that image of that wolf that's like, no thoughts, head empty, only want to eat trash. <laughs> that's me. Uh, anyway, All right. so, so today's episode is going to be on American Psycho, the film directed by Mary Heron, uh, starring Christian Bale and everyone else on the planet, including Dr. Michael Morbius, noted vampire killer Jared Leto himself, <laughs> Vampire murderer, I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Michael Morbius. He does play a role in the film. Um, I, I, have, I, I, I have an idea, I think from now on, um, because for some reason, Jared Leto does appear in quite a few Sigma male movies, like Fight Club and shit. Yeah. Whenever Jared Leto appears in a movie that we watched from, uh, for the future... He's gonna we, morb! We need, to, we need to just be like, also, this, uh, this film is spotlighted for having... An appearance by Dr. Michael Morbius. That's right. Uh, oh. Dr. Michael Morbius, everybody. Also, Sony, if you're listening... Uh, Please uh, keep releasing the we, flop into theaters we, thinking we, we'll we, watch it instead we, of realizing that we're making fun we of it. We were all just joking, joking the last time. If, if you release it, if you do another theatrical release, I promise we will all go watch it. <sighs> Billions of dollars on the line. Listen, I paid good fucking money to go see Dr. We Michael Morbius. I saw I paid good money to see that in theaters and you know what? It was it was absolutely worth every <laughs> single one of the three alcoholic beverages I needed <laughs> to get through it. Uh, yeah. well, now. I don't know why, but I, I was thinking Matthew McConaughey was in this movie, but then I realized I just like, I transplanted... You were thinking about the Wolf of Wall I Street? I transplanted him from Wolf of Wall Street what? into American Psycho. Well, I mean... it fits, right? It does fit. It does. Well, and I mean, it's like, kind like, of Can you imagine the scene with Patrick <laughs> Bateman where he's sitting there, he's just... Oh yeah, no. I mean, it 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 feels like it it mixes in. It, it but the, the one thing I would say is that McConaughey is very much embrace like trying to embrace people, bring people into the fold. Whereas uh, uh, Patrick Bateman feels completely like he doesn't belong to yeah. anywhere. Because uh, he's think, the the son of the company and all you, that shit. Do you think if if Matthew McConaughey was in American Psycho, Patrick Bateman would just be a totally normal, like well-adjusted adult? Um, like just, just, just someone be like, be like, Hey man, Hey, all right. So here's what you got to do, man. Like, like let's have lunch and, and just give me, just keep those marks coming. Yeah. How many times you jerk off a day? How many times? Rookie numbers. Rookie numbers. You got to get those numbers up. <laughs> you think, you think if Patrick Bateman jerked off more, he wouldn't have killed women? I don't know. It's he, that's a good question. Cause I don't know. <laughs> they, we never really got into his masturbation habits. Well, because like a lot of weird alt-right like cult like nazi cults one of their like rules is you can't masturbate you can't even have sex yeah because well, power comes from sperm question mark well that tracks yeah well <laughs> i i don't know counterpoint you know i bet alexander the great like was was, had was mega sperm had mega sperm and was dumping it into his <laughs> in, into just into like his genghis lover khan. just like genghis khan like it, it's it's it, it's when you really look at like the great leaders of history, it doesn't fly because they were all like 
fucking sex crazed maniacs. Okay, so now on the podcast about American Psycho, about we're talking we're talking about uh, the spreading of of powerful Ayn Randian sperm. So we're gonna return to talking about <laughs> the film, uh, but first. Don't we have sponsors? Oh yes. Uh, on the topic of of of, of, of super sperm, uh, we like to thank our sponsors, uh, Machine Age Productions and the RPG hashtag iHunt and Ambient Dream Studios. Thank you both for sponsoring the show. More about them in the ad break halfway through. Um, and onto the plot of American Psycho. Uh, for for the two people in the audience for the who haven't seen it. Well, like okay. Well, before we do that, um, my experience with American Psycho originates long ago long before the memes uh-huh. even because this movie was a movie that came out and kind of like was a dud to anybody who didn't give a shit yeah does that make sense mm-hmm. so like i had a couple of friends who really really liked it just like i had a couple of friends that really really liked donnie darko and, and a couple of friends who really really liked fight club but like all of these movies to the greater public felt more like cult movies before the internet got a hold of them and then we realized just how many people actually liked those movies. Also, quick side note: please don't make me do Donnie Darko. Oh, we're I'm, doing it. No, fuck. What? You don't like it? No. Well, we'll see. If, <laughs> if 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 someone puts a gun to my head and makes me do an episode on it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for side note. No, no, it's it's good. But but so when I was young, I rented this movie from Blockbuster. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean on a on a VHS tape and watched it. Uh, and. So that was my experience of watching the film for the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when memes came about later on, it was more funny to me because it was like, oh, yeah, that fucking movie where <laughs> where fucking Christian Bale is the murderer guy. Uh-huh. And then it turned into like a, yeah, American Psycho is a very important thing. Um, and then it turned into like, that's actually a really foundational film for many people. And that in and of itself kind of baffled me because it was a foundational film for me as well, Mm -hmm. but almost for entirely different reasons Uh that it seems to have been a foundational film for the majority of the population. Right. I, uh, to full, full disclosure, I, I consumed most of the film through memes uh, before I ever actually saw the movie. Yeah, I, I was pretty much the one that was like, yo, you, you got to probably actually watch <laughs> this film. Uh, and, and well, the weird thing is, like, I go back and forth on it, and I have gone back and forth on it a bunch of times. Uh-huh. I've frequently made the argument that we need to probably let this movie go. Hmm. Um, and I don't disagree. I feel the same about the book. I mm. feel like these, while these are things that, like, have relevance i suppose they also like a lot of them exhibit ideas that are questionable enough to where they test your media literacy right well they're also they're also ideas that that didn't age as gracefully as they could have and not 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 because the movie is like flawed in that way or the book is flawed but it's because they didn't age well into the year of our lord 2022 yeah the way i'll say it is i think mary heron's directing style aged very well i Mm -hmm. think that is the highlight of the movie and that's probably the thing that continues but patrick bateman as a character as a stand-in for like the wealthy um or you know a young dude yeah who's like got money Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if it's one-to-one anymore. I think it's a little dated now. Yeah. I think that mentality is a bit dated. I'll also say, as much as I hate to say this, Christian Bale is excellent. He's excellent, but he's almost too hot. You know, he's like a guy who can get whatever he wants, and yet he wants to kill women, right? But he doesn't actually want to kill women. He just wants to kill his secretary. And he doesn't actually want to kill his secretary. He just hates her. But he doesn't actually hate her. He just wants to fuck her. But she's too close to him. And he's worried about letting his guard down. But so he can't talk to her. So he's kind of the ultimate incel. Yeah. In that he has a girl in mind that he likes. But he also has a woman he has to maintain for image. And then he has a bunch of sexual relationships that he has to maintain. And his psychopathy is something that's internalized. Because he can't seem to figure out how to get what he wants right and he his response and often the the cis male response to not getting what you want is throwing a temper tantrum that leads to a lot of violent crime right (laughs) uh and and so like white dude who's rich doesn't get one thing that he wants and the whole thing falls apart i mean like Listen, maybe this is a hot take, but I think at the end when he, when they're looking through the journal, and we'll talk about this, but we're looking they're looking through a journal that Patrick Bateman wrote in, and he's got a billion pieces of art drawing his secretary in different violent situations, and she's sitting looking at it, going, "Oh my God, I had no idea that Patrick wants to kill me." Right, and like people ask this question all the time where it's like, is this all in Patrick's mind? And it's not whether or not it's all in Patrick's mind because it doesn't really matter. It's Mm -hmm. a haze of irresponsibility. Right. Like if he did it or if he didn't do it, it doesn't make much of a difference. Right. The confession means nothing. Right. But objectively it does affect everyone around because they just all have to pretend it's not happening. Right. Well, also society doesn't like, doesn't give a shit what he's doing whether he is doing this or not and i think that's part that's one of the points of the movie right is it is it is absolutely irrelevant to every single character in that movie if if patrick bateman violently raped and murdered women or not they don't fucking care this movie is basically the the if 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 the Truman Show is the left hand, this is the right hand. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's the same level of I feel like my life is inauthentic, therefore I'm going to begin bursting out. Uh-huh. And so, like in the Truman Show, he's like, my life feels authentic. I'm going to try to figure out how to escape. Right. And in this, he's like, my life is a nightmare. I'm going to figure out how to. How to push, change it. Well, I'm going to push the boundaries on... Well, yeah, too. He wants to be punished. Yes. He desires to be punished. But he is frustrated that he consistently is not being punished. Right. And he doesn't quite understand it. And like that's why when he calls his lawyer and has a meltdown, he's not having a meltdown because he feels bad about killing people. He's not having a meltdown because he's like gonna get caught or something like that he's having a meltdown because he wants to take responsibility yeah but he feels like he can't well and 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 he's almost happy about it like it is it is a weight off of his shoulders the possibility of destroying his inauthentic life right 
And that's the thing he wants the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's almost the opposite reaction, right? Instead of trying to escape your life, he's trying to destroy it. Right. And like, also everything that points out his insecurity within that inauthentic system makes him react violently as well. Mm -hmm. The reason he kills Dr. Michael Morbius, the vampire murderer is because uh, he has a business card that is slightly better. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, I, I know that people well, mention that it's like, it. oh, yeah, he gets a reservation at Dorcia whenever he wants and all this other shit. But, like, the real thing is that he's just better than him. Yeah. And, and, and he's better at fitting in than him mm-hmm. because it's all inauthentic, and they're all lying to each other. They're right. all a bunch of fucking assholes. But, and they all know that, they all know that, they all know each one is cheating on each other's with their wives and with their husbands and with fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. They all know it. None of them care. They just dislike it when one of them is better at fitting in than the other ones. Right. So what is the plot of American Psycho, I guess? So the plot of American Psycho is Patrick Bateman is the son of the owner of this like really big company. He's in Merger Wall Street. He's in mergers and acquisitions. Murders and executions, mostly. Yes. And he he hates his life. He hates it there. He has he he talks about how he doesn't feel anything, how he is a he's a simulacrum of a of a person, and he meticulously maintains this this simulac simulacrum. Um and he the only time he feels is when he is violent towards people, so he lures people into apartments and murders them or he will lure prostitutes and violently rape them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the movie, his, his, uh, his habits escalate to the point where the law is closing in on him. He calls his lawyer, confesses to everything, shows up to work the next day. Um, and his lawyer's like, Oh, that voicemail fucking hilarious um and yeah, he realizes like, that, that he that he cannot do he like nothing he does can get him responsibility can get him res- can get him accountability so, and and real quick before we move on because i'll forget to ask this i don't i didn't catch why he did it in the movie and maybe they talk about it in the books why does he go by like three different names why does he tell people that he's someone else oh to shirk responsibility, but also because like he knows that he is fairly indefinable, and he wants he's he basically just set he agrees with whatever somebody says to him, right? Mm-hmm. So he believes that to maintain appearances, he needs to keep his body in perfect orderly condition, maintain an emotionless existence, and always respond pleasantly and with the correct answer to when everybody when anybody ever says anything to him mm-hmm. he doesn't really initiate conversation right in the whole film he doesn't initiate conversation he doesn't desire conversation but whenever conversation is initiated to him he will find an agreeable groove no matter who it is that he's talking to right. so or, or- when they call him a different name he just agrees that he's that person yeah well also he he gets really upset when whenever someone talks to him and they don't follow the conventions of of how he thinks conversation should go yeah um and and that 
that he I don't know he it, it feels like there, there's there's some similarities between him and Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, where like when things don't go Dennis's way, he just like roids out and it's kind of it's almost the same in American Psycho. Yeah. But I think Dennis Reynolds is very inspired by Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Well, and and so the big question of the podcast, the big question of the podcast your take is excrement that we're doing on the Sigma Male season. The big question is like why exactly do people connect with it and then the follow-up questions. So first thing is like why why is this the thing that guys See, and I think that it's because most guys growing up feel like they need to maintain an appearance and a pleasantness so that they can interact with society and fit in, but they they don't know how to escape that monotony without reacting violently. Right. And they don't really know how to communicate their actual feelings with like women. Um, or men, because mm-hmm. uh, there is like weird bisexual energy in this movie as well, um, and he just doesn't know how to communicate with anybody, right? Uh, emotionally, he only knows how to maintain the appearance, mm-hmm. and so I feel like that's the that's the <laughs> that's the thing about America. Growing up as a man in America, you are taught to maintain your appearance, shut down your emotions. And, like, stick to your script. Mm -hmm. And if you deviate from your script, then it looks like psychopathy. Right. And so the true thing, the irony of of American Psycho, is the moment where he becomes, quote-unquote, like an American Psycho, is at the end when he realizes that he will always shirk responsibility for that. And, like, he just starts laughing. And it's like, that's the moment of insanity. Right. The moment when... You can do whatever you want. Right. And it's a freeing moment because for him, his arc is realizing that he truly can just get away with whatever he wants and that while he has to maintain this appearance, his reward is also his curse. Right. And so that's the thing that a lot of people, I think, feel and connect with. They feel like... They they despise socialization, but they also feel like it should be like given to them, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't have to work for it, and they should not be held accountable for the things that they do in social environments. Right. Um, and so they want to have their cake and eat it too mm-hmm. on the social thing. Right. And so, like, I think that that that's the thing the movie is kind of like pointing out that a that a young lad could connect with. Mhm. Well, yeah, I I don't know, I I feel like going off of something you said earlier, you know, there's the there's the, like the two the, the two, you know, like ways of dealing with realizing that that your reality is is artificial and and not like fulfilling where it's like Yeah, it's fight or flight. You either leave or you attack it. Right. Well, and it's like, it's like, you know, attacking reality or society isn't going to like fundamentally change anything like by yourself, you know, like Patrick Bateman's one man crusade against prostitutes isn't going to change anything. Right. Right. You know, and so it's like, it's like what the way as, as, as a young, young man to, to get out of that is make your own reality. Like, is like change change your surroundings like it's like 
you know, Patrick Bateman, he never leaves the the place that tortures him. He like, you know, and and and, and so like the scene where he he kills the homeless dude is really interesting because I think like to some degree he's he's genuinely trying to understand in in his own way like how someone could live a life different than, than his because everyone he knows is living his life and and there's this there's this element of curiosity when he's where he's interrogating the homeless dude where he's like why don't you get a job i i i, I can't comprehend not having a job right you know it's like it's like why <laughs> oh, don't and he's just like i guess i just can't connect with you yeah and then he kills him right but it's like you know, you know. Oh, you feel you feel out of place in society. You feel no one socializing with you, and there's no consequences to your actions. Fucking leave. But he doesn't make a genuine effort to like understand other people. Right. He he tries to get to see if he himself fits him fits himself into a, a position. Right. So well, he's asking himself: Does does Patrick Bateman take care of the homeless? Well, Patrick Bateman has opinions on the homeless, mm-hmm. but Patrick Bateman ultimately kind of looks down on the homeless. Right. So, yeah, he, he chooses in that moment, I don't connect with you, well, therefore I'm going to continue to look down on you. In one of the opening scenes, he's like, he's like why are we concerned about, like, what, what is it, like, like, like the, the genocide of Bangladesh? When we should be concerned... Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, when we should be concerned with, with, with the homelessness in America and, 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 and you, know, you know, solving, you know, housing the homeless people. And, and, he, and, and he rambles off Providing this Providing food and, and maintaining traditional moral values. Yeah, and then he leaves and murders a homeless dude <coughs> because he's no longer performing in front of his friends. Right, exactly. So his beliefs are performative and when it comes to him genuinely trying to understand the world, he reacts violently because he can. Right. Well, I, I had a friend who, um, and I don't know, I, I have complicated views on, on this, on this dude. Uh, but he, he just can't, he, he's, he's like kind of like a weird family situation. And like, he, he said something really spicy and we called him out on it. He said, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, Oh, you know, sorry. You know, I, I slipped. I need to get back into the, like, into the hanging out with, with y'all mode. And we're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, Oh, I, I just, I just have different, different versions of me for, for, for whenever I hang, whenever I'm with my parents Code or with switching. people. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and it's like, all right, well, what's the real you? And he was like, what do you mean? You know? And it's like, I don't know. It's it's which it's, one is you? Yeah, you know. Well, and a lot and of people genuinely don't ask themselves that question right. ever. You know, yeah. And so it's like you know, you know, it's like I don't, I don't want you to be performative with me. You know, it's like if yeah. you, you know, anyway. And and so it's like, and I feel like a lot of a lot of people are like that, where it's like you know when they're on like a lot of insults are like that, where where like because like. You know, a certain percentage of them ha- like have jobs and and like interact with society, and then go back to 4chan and 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 scream about femoids. Well, and, and I, I know this for a fact because like I had somebody who I worked with for a really long time, who was uh, around me, you know, very openly trans positive, right? Mm-hmm. Like he introduced me to his mom and was like, "This is." You know, my friend May, she's wonderful, she's beautiful, all this stuff. And then 
whenever I'd go home and see him on Facebook, he'd be disgusting and yeah. saying the most awful things about trans people and like literally making fun of trans people for being disgusting and ugly. And then the next day, go back into work and he's doing the exact same thing to me again. And it's just like, that's fucking two-faced. Yeah. Like, you should be consistent in your narrative of what you think and what you feel. Right. <laughs> and, like, if you don't, then you don't come across like you feel anything. Yeah. And so from then on, anytime he ever said anything remotely positive to me, I didn't trust it. No. And I never will. Yeah. And and I carry that with me with a lot of people where now, you know, I intentionally look for elements of, of people m- kind of blending their personality in a chameleon-like way into whatever their environment is because I'm realizing that that is a tactic usually by predators. Right. Well, and also and also by 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 people who are terrified of 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 any environment. Right. And so I think like like there's you know, you know, it's, and, and I think this begets the question where it's like, how do you, how do you interact with, with these people who like deep down are incredibly apathetic, but lean right and incelly? How do you, how do you change their mind? How do you pull them back from that? Well, while when they're talking to you, they'll, 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 they'll like disguise themselves as, as part, as like someone, you know, and or like, like, like as, as someone, someone you would you would like engage comfortably with. interact with. They're right. pleasant, and so it's like, can, how do you? They can pretend to be pleasant. Well, and it's 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 almost like an absolute lack of 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 ideology, or uh, but 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 well, the, that 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 like that like that lack of ideology just opens the way for for like nihilism, and then that nihilism pushes them into hate. Well, okay, so here's my hot take with all this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry to bother you, that movie, right? It's all about code switching, about white voice, about how black people, in order to gain accolades in a white society, must pretend in their code to be white people so that white people will, and not just white people, but an idealized version of white society. Mm -hmm. The thing is, white people also have to maintain this ideal of white society that is not real. And this has been something that's been going on for years, and this is very literally the thing that is tearing the country apart. It's probably the reason why everybody is so fucking violent. It's just like this... We have to maintain this oppressive white majority concept Mm -hmm. that is aging poorly and is no longer standing on a foundation. Right. And so when you find yourself on a teetering ideology, the idea is like to push really, really hard. And that usually means being very, very violent, doing something violent to make a change of some kind. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's the fight or flight thing where, you know, people are jumping off that ship now, is my point. Mm-hmm. That particular ship is getting dangerous. And the people right. that are still on that ship are now committing serious violence. Mm-hmm. And it's all about maintaining an appearance of a society that doesn't exist. Right. And is oppressive to everybody. Mm-hmm. Is it ad time? It is ad time. Welcome to the zoo. Here's a here's a pamphlet. Uh, take a look at the map here. Uh, if you take a look at the map here, we've uh-huh. got all kinds of new exhibits. So uh, the last time you were here, 
things have moved. Things could be very different than uh -huh. last time. And I know that you really, you know, are excited to hear all about the new animals that well, we have in, in the zoo today. Well, what's in this enclosure? Oh, over here? Oh, this is hashtag iHunt. It's, uh, it's, it's an app you get on your phone and you can hunt monsters in the gig economy. Doesn't that sound great? It's an RPG? Yeah. Like Dungeons and, and, and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. And I know you're asking, do we have any dragons? And no, we no. do not at this zoo, unfortunately. No dragons. Because dra at the dragons, unfortunately, are not real. No dragons at the um, animal prison? They, yeah. Nope. Sorry. No, not real. What about, um, <laughs> what about this enclosure? Oh, over here? This is Ambient Dream Studios. Uh... Uh, this is this is kind of an Etsy store where they make kind of uh, really abstract kind of uh, like psychedelic art that is really thought-provoking and pretty, very nice color palette. So you should check that out. Uh, you know, you need to take a look in the enclosure there. Mm -hmm. um, oh, there's one more enclosure that I need uh -huh. to show you. <clears throat> okay. Over here is my friend at CryptidPod on Twitter. We keep them in this enclosure because they're extremely dangerous they're a furry artist that does primarily like cute shit mixed with gore mixed with like lisa frank vibes it's like hyper kinetic hyper colorful uh and and they're really really cool so you should check them out uh as well but don't get too close lest they uh eat your face or hurt you in some way as they are a gremlin. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, uh, if you, if you want to, on the way out, you can head over to the gift shop. You can pick up my book, Fluids, which has absolutely nothing to do with animals, thank God. And, and also, uh, if you want to leave a donation to the zoo, it's patreon.com slash excrement. You can leave a dollar in the poop jar. In the poop jar. Leave a dollar in the poop jar. All right. Well, well. Back to the back to the episode. Back to American Psycho. Every time we say that, there's this Fall Out Boy song that's hot, that that's oh, like American Christ. Psycho, and it, and it and it plays in my head for a little bit. Oh boy, don't I know it! Remember back when Fall Out Boy was good? Yeah. Do you? Oh, I I mean I I liked Fall Out Boy when I was listening to their new stuff that came out. Oh, I liked them when they were like emo kids in two thousand and like nine yeah well i liked whatever that album was where there was like the the tibetan kid and the the, the punk kid and the, they're standing oh save rock and roll yeah i think a lot of people hated that album yeah that me, me kind of you yeah that, that was my first exposure to them and i was like ooh, cool music yeah i mean oh you've seen fallout boy live right i did see fallout boy live that's really fucked up yeah because i haven't seen them live uh fucking uh uh black bear opened for them and he sucked and uh uh uh, uh the the smith kid um uh jaden smith the smiths no 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 so so it was, morrissey was there no it was jaden smith then then black bear then Jane, fallout boy so jaden smith opened for morrissey sure um <laughs> It was it it, it it was a weird pre-show. Uh, yeah, a weird it sounds opener. like it. Wait, so you saw Jaden Smith? Well, yeah. wow. How were his eyes real? If his eyes aren't real or whatever. Tweet uh, insert funny tweet. Honestly, hot take. He was okay. 
Yeah. Like he he wasn't too bad. Okay. All right. He was he he, he, he didn't he, hit anyone, did he? No. Oh, he seemed okay. like a nice kid. All right. From the <laughs> from the thirty minutes I I watched him perform yeah. his weird music. Anyway, um, <laughs> strange tunes. No. Okay. American Psycho. I. So yeah, which has absolutely nothing to do with Jaden Smith, but everything to do with Fall Out Boy, but nothing to do with Fall Out Boy, but everything no, to do with everything the to do with Jaden Smith. Okay. Jaden Smith is the American psycho. If like, like no, no, honestly. Like like do you not like Actually the one to one comparison is probably rather intense. Yeah. I saw anyway. He's the son of the the CEO of the company. Yeah. Anyway. Um I uh so so a question that 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 comes up, you know, talking about so like with with society if society's a sinking ship and there are people who are trying to leave it to make it, to make something new, or people who will murder people to try to keep the ship afloat. Like, how do you how do you convince people to fuck off and and like leave? Like, how you know you know I think the question is is like how LSD. We, L- <laughs> well, no, because we just we just <laughs> talked know, about fear in Las Vegas. I know we just talked about how LSD is not the solution. Yeah. Hinduism. Well, become a Hindu. <laughs> That, right. that would help. But but you can't, like, it's like, you know, how do you... Uh, so the question I'm trying to ask, Veiled, is how do you de-radicalize 4chan incels, you know? Honey, if I knew how to de-radicalize 4chan incels, I would have made well uh, so many leaps and bounds in my life by this point. Like, you have to understand that the main question that's been driving the entirety of my internet career is how do I de-radicalize <laughs> these assholes? Right. Like, I've been asking myself that question for years, and I have never found myself succeeding. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, it. it that's also, that, that's a, that's a, that was both a specific, fuck, I can't speak, specific question for you, and a general question to think about to the audience, where, like, I know that that when I was when I was younger, when I was a younger little Neo, I had some like weird bad takes, and the thing that that stopped those weird bad shitty takes from becoming like something I based my ideology around uh, was was whenever whenever those slipped out, I had friends who would go like, "Hey, like you said this thing, like I don't know if you understand why that's a weird shitty stupid thing." But but yo but, man, but I'm, that's I'm, fucked up. Well, well, but it isn't even just like, hey, that's fucked up. But it was people who who were gonna be like, be like, be like, I'm going to engage with this idea on good faith with you. And it, it, so so it, it was beyond like, hey, it's like it's like don't ever fucking say that. Like like there wasn't, but but it, it, it was more like like people would be like, hey, like you said this, I'm I'm going to engage on it. it, it people did the Dan Olson thing, right? Where instead of just saying no, it's a bad take, fuck off. It was like, all right, so I'm going to, I'm going to like. Let me just play this out. For very you. thoroughly break down what your take means, and 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 so you can see the ramifications of your take. And I would go, huh? I don't, I don't, I don't like what that take spells out. Well, and, and they'd be like, yes, that's why it's. A, you've discovered why this is a bad take. And right. then I would go and I would apologize to whoever was affected by the shitty thing I said. Well, and like. You know, the reality for a lot of people that, like, you know, that are on, on the spectrum and shit like that uh, of any kind is that we have a tendency to do what we're told. Mm-hmm. And so whenever somebody tells me that some, something is a specific way, I will believe them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
that element of that ends up leading people towards radicalization. Right. <clears throat> if you don't know the rub and then somebody's like, hi, I can tell you the rub, but I'm going to tell you the rub in a way that I want you th to mobilize in a specific way against minorities based on this like false information they tell you that rub you carry that with you for the rest of your life and then like until you voice it nobody really tells you that it's wrong right well and and, and the problem the problem lies in that a lot of times everyone had like it's like it's like everyone can acknowledge like an issue right so it's like you know, but but everyone will take just drastically different solutions, right? So you know, it's a right. sinking ship thing where it's like, hey, the ship's sinking. It's like, yeah, let's let's jump off the ship and swim to the shore. No, fuck you! I'm gonna murder you and use your body to fill the hole. It's like, oh, what? Right? It? Huh? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? The, sh it, the shore's right there. We can we can swim there. We have we have life jackets. No, murder. <laughs> right. Like it's like it's like yes, the American Empire is collapsing. Like you know, you know, we've had three major recessions in our lifetime. Like everything, you know, the world is 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 choking itself to death. Everything is going to shit. Like everybody hates the rich. Everybody hates the rich. Every like every like it's like everything is going catastrophically wrong. Like, and and your solution is to write a bunch of legislator legis like like write a bunch of rules about about trans athletes uh the planet's on fucking fire yeah exactly well like like, like literally everything imaginable that sucks could is going on and the, apparently the issue is that trans people having hormones is bad and in ohio's like what if we made penis inspection day a real thing it's like the fuck <laughs> the fuck are you doing what yeah and it's just like the, you can do that we can't let people groom our kids so so athletes have to have to have to have their penises inspected yeah and it's just like huh? you know yeah well and uh, we've we've completely gotten off but the point no, i don't think we have <laughs> The point is there's a lot of like stupid shit going on, but it's all about these like minor, we got to return to traditional moral values or else we're right. never going to have any legs to stand on. And it's like, bitch, we've never had legs to stand on and murdering people to like maintain that or to rebel against it is only continuing to do exactly the thing. You know, if you're frustrated that your role in society is that you're a harm doer, and so in in retaliation against the harm that you do, you decide to go out and do harm, then, like, what has successfully happened? And I think that largely the the movie is concerned with trying to communicate to us that, you know, mostly men in power get away with it. Right. Well, also, generally, men in power get away with it. And also, it's like think if Patrick Bateman had the internet, right? Think if Patrick Bateman had access to 4chan, like, yeah. like it, instead of see, this is what I mean about the movie aging weird because like the serial killer '80s comparison makes sense, but nowadays we're talking about somebody who's more of a spree shooter, you yeah. know, or someone who like is is politically motivating their thing but it's still just animosity 
Right. It's still just somebody that feels an animosity with society and a complete detachment from society. And because they feel this detachment from both society and their self, they feel like fight or flight. They can either retreat to their bedroom for the remainder of their life, or they can pick up a gun and start shooting. And like, that's it. Yeah. Those are the options that are laid before them. And they don't realize because like, if you don't know that there are more options uh, in, in life, if you're never given the, the vocabulary to understand all the different things you can do with a life, then that is literally the only options you see. Right. Well, and, and, and like, you know, the thing Patrick Bateman talks about with his friends, it's just like, it's just the social script he can go off of, right? So, so you know, the parallel between between us talking about modern day issues and American Psycho is that if American Psycho, if 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 Patrick, if that character was in this day and age, and he was talking with all of his rich, like yuppie friends, he would he would just mimic the 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 talking points that he heard on the news. That's all he does. Yeah, like the the only things he talks about. Is he just regurgitates information he he read somewhere or he heard someone say, like all of his music takes aren't actually music takes. He's just like reciting reviews, like like he is like like you know anytime he talks about music, he's not he's not like well this is what I think. He's like he's just talking the way a music critic would write a review of whatever because that's that, that's what he's going off of. He's like. Well, it is normal for someone to like music. So I'm going to like music so normally that I will sound like the music likers. Right. Well, and like <clears throat> the fucked up thing is he'll he'll simultaneously say something deeply honest about his viewpoint on himself. Mm-hmm. And because people are so concerned about his image, they won't see that he's genuinely trying to share something you know, there's that bit with the Huey Lewis thing where one of the things he says is, you know, you if you listen to the lyrics, you'll see that it's not just a personal statement about the way Huey Lewis views himself, but also a personal statement on the band itself. Right. And uh, and people don't listen to the lyrics, and they really should. Hey! And then he turns around and he kills him. But the point is... Uh, oh, and then he's like sitting there on the couch listening as the lyrics are talking about... Uh, you know, it's the the hip to be square lyrics, yeah. uh, which I can't remember for whatever re- re- moment right now. But like, it's, it's talking about it's how... talking about how literally he's trying desperately to fit in, and he's basically decided that it's cool to fit in. Yes, and and so it's talking about his deep seated needs and wants and desires, and he's trying to express that to other people. But the only people he feels like he can be vulnerable with are people he knows for certain he is about to kill. And because he can't be vulnerable with them without killing them, because he feels like he has to keep his vulnerability a secret, because he doesn't want to be exposed as someone who doesn't fit in in his little society, he, like, almost kills his secretary when they're about to go on a date. Yeah. Because he wants to open up with her and be honest about who he is and what he sees, but instead knows that if he does that, he will have to kill her because he can't maintain that image without, mm-hmm. without like, he, he literally has to get rid of anyone who knows his secret. 
Right. And his secret is that he is actually very human. Yes. And he's just pretending to be inhuman and doing inhuman things because he's trying to figure out how to be human. How to be human. Yeah. When he's already there. Right. But because he's like a fucked up trust fund kid, he was never really told like how to be a good person. Yeah. Because the rich aren't concerned about how to be moral and responsible. No, they're concerned about, about, about how to perfectly talk about it to your friends. Well, and how to maintain the control and order that they believe that they've attained mm-hmm. for dynasties. It's about maintaining authority. Mm-hmm. And so the reason that this all this shit is turned into fascism now is because they were trying to maintain authority before in a very passive way. But mm-hmm. then when people are like, no, 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 we really, really should like help out the poor. Then they were like, okay, now we have to maintain our dynasty authoritarian in, in authoritarian and violent ways. Right. And that's going to continue. And so like... I don't know. The way I always see it is like, if you don't think that all of this has some sort of greater source, then you're just not looking Mm -hmm. because it does. Um, And so while I think Brett Easton Ellis is like the way he talks about his book, American Psycho is more, he talks about it as like him trying to tackle the materialism of the eighties and how the materialism in and of itself, made people go nuts. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's what this story is about. I don't think that he possesses the awareness to look at his own story objectively. Uh, I think the story is truthfully about someone who who their lot in life is already predetermined for them. They have already been given everything they want. They desperately want to escape that world. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but also simultaneously feel the need to maintain that world. Right. Well, and I think that's the, the, the lack of struggle is something that, that I think really fucks up a lot of, a lot of young men, you know, where they don't, it's like, you know, they're not, they're not given anything they can fight or wrestle with, you know, and and, and not like a literal way, like not, you know, you know, you're not, but 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 in 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 a way where it's like for so many just like white cis head dudes like they have no real like like overall struggle like you know where it's like yeah. you know like like you know you know women have it's, it's like we we have to fight for equality fight against against sexism um you know like gay people have to fight for their place in society and the and the cis white head dudes have no overarching struggle that's that that's worthwhile well and and that's literally the thing that fight club ends up being about and that's probably what we're gonna end up doing next i feel like because it's so formative american history x is another yeah we should do that well and so so i think and i think i I probably said this on the podcast because it's something i do like believe in but it's like there needs to be something for for straight white cishet dudes to struggle against that's not that, that that that's not a counter struggle to 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 feminists or gay folk or black right. people. You know, you know, we need to give them we need to give them a productive thing to to like channel themselves against. Right. Well, and uh, okay, so the Bhagavad Gita. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hammer on this this too hard, but the Bhagavad Gita has a bit in it where it's uh, the the soldier is talking to Krishna, and he's like Krishna. My dude, why 
should I do anything? Why should I work? Why should I fight? Why should I do anything? What is the fucking point of doing anything? And like, Christian is just like, well, isn't work satisfying? Isn't having a goal satisfying? Isn't using your body, isn't that satisfying? Isn't like pushing your yourself in a direction? Isn't that satisfying? Just mm-hmm. on a purely emotional basis. Like we don't have to look at it any more than that. Like right. it's not about purpose. It's not about expectation. It's not about what you ought to do, what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. What do you fucking want? Right. And and the reality is it's satisfying to want. It's satisfying to do and mm-hmm. shit like that. Right? Well, so like it, honestly, I feel like in America you really are given no options other than kill or work. Right. Well, and that's it. And it's like, you know, you know, other, you know, it's like, why, why, why now? Why, why, why in the last couple of years have, have, have these kind of attacks by these kind of people like drastically increased? You know, and I'm, and I'm not saying it's like a new thing. Like it's always been going on, but it is ramping up. Because and- work uh, sucks. Yeah. And they can never get ahead. Well, in college is expensive and they end up in debt. The military is scary and they end up dead. Yeah. Well, in, in, there's no option. Right. Well, in, 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 in gun control is like one is one factor and it's a big factor. I'm not saying it's not, but at the same time, it's like, it's like, look at, look at who they're looking at. Look at who they're listening to. Right. These are people who, who, who don't have a meaningful don't 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 have any anything meaningful in their lives. They've been given they've been given everything. They're privileged, even if they don't admit it. Like I know a lot of you know privileged white dudes. Are like I'm not privileged. It's like shut the fuck up, dude. It's like well, just because you can't realize it doesn't mean you're not privileged. Well, and they're and then, in, they're acting out on the fears and and hatred of, of their father. Well, and, and, right, and, and of not their even, parents of, even, or of, just or of some global organization. Tucker but, Carlson, like yeah, but they're hearing things that only ever reinforce the thing they were told probably by their fucking right wing asshole dad when they were like a kid. Right, and then they grow up and feel like they need to carry out their dad's wishes. This is literally the Northmen. Yeah, like they literally feel they need to carry out their father's wishes, their father's political motivations and their father's fears and if their father's like yo you should be deathly afraid of what's coming and minorities and if you see a group of them you should probably like someone ought to kill them yeah that kid hears that that's a a fundamental memory for them where they see value and worth in it and then later on in their life they go off and kill a bunch of fucking people and later on in their life they watch they watch hours and hours of Tucker Carlson, and the only thing he fucking talks about... The is only reason they like him is because he makes they he makes them nostalgic for their family, or yeah. from a viewpoint that they haven't heard since uh, from a, for a long time. Right, and Tucker Carlson would be like, they're replacing you, they're replacing you, they're replacing you, they're replacing you. And, and all of a sudden, boom, we, it's, like, it's like you have a struggle. You have, you, it's like the, they, they have something they can fight for. They, 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 they have their cause to martyr themselves for it's it's the bit in the holy mountain where it it's it's now their uh their their axiom yeah right it's, it's a call to action yes you know and so we need to give we, we need to give these people a call to action that that isn't you know fucking whatever comes out of fox news or 4chan or 8chan or 
you know, what the fuck ever, like, 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 like whatever newest right wing propaganda platform is there. Like, I don't know. I think, and it, but it's, it's, it's hard to give people meaningful, like it's hard to give people meaningful struggle. Like, well, it's hard to give cis het white dudes in America a meaningful struggle. Well, it's, it's hard for them to actually attach themselves to one because like, they're also like, there's such an independent mindset as well. There's like so many variables to this, yeah. right? Because like I could say, well, find religion, but they're never going to find religion because being being skeptical and being smarter than everyone is a big part of their personality. So the idea of giving themselves to something larger than them is like never going to happen. Right. And so and I know that when it says when I say things like give yourself to religion, that sounds like I'm saying like go be a Christian. That's not what I mean. I mean like go explore what's in the world. Right. Un- understand the world. Understand nature. Mm-hmm. Like experience the world you know like it's goodwill hunting it's the end of goodwill hunting where he's like you haven't fucking done anything like you're constantly like talking about how much you know and how smart you are but you haven't loved someone and then watched that person die yeah. and then had to bury them you, and then miss them every fucking yeah. day you don't know what that's like you haven't been to war you haven't <laughs> held someone's head as they die in your lap like, yeah what the fuck do you know you like, haven't seen a goddamn mountain the fuck do you know yeah well and and like this is this is like a big motivating factor in my life because i can't tell you how many goddamn times i've had people who haven't seen or done shit in their life tell me that i couldn't do the things that i did years ago yeah like i finished right years ago and they're over there saying they that i should have never even been able to start Mm -hmm. you know and it's just like God, the fucking boring naysayers, because they don't, like, accept their their body and their role and go, I'm going to do something with this. Right. I'm going to at least do something with my perspective. I'm going to learn. You know, it's like, the American perspective is not to humble yourself before something. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean about the whole find religion thing. It is not the American perspective to prostrate oneself before something larger than them, mm-hmm. except... For white society. Yeah. And that's the thing they'll fucking die for. Is Goodwill Hunting the perfect anti-incel movie? I don't I don't fucking know. It might even be a, a Sigma male movie. I don't even no, know. No, no. <laughs> All right, comment section. Is Goodwill Hunting a Sigma male movie or is it an anti-Sigma male movie? Well, I think... I. Th- like, isn't that the inherentness of these? That they all actually, actually hate the audience that loves these movies the yeah. most? Yeah. Well, I think I don't know. I, I I think we should probably just do a podcast on Goodwill Hunting or Hunting in this season. Probably because I think like I I would argue spoiler for whenever we do a Goodwill Hunting episode because I love that movie. Um, I think it's a movie about about how he is de-radicalized, how he goes from being a a a incel like a sigma incel to to being to like to like realizing it's like oh I need to change my perspective on life on women. On, on my on my relationships on how I view the world, right? And he does that because he meets somebody who genuinely tells him <clears throat> he should try experiencing life. Well, and he meets someone who who honestly engages with him being a smartass. Like no one else in the movie. Like whenever he's a smartass, everyone else tries to like match him or interact with him in their own way. But Robin Williams is is like, all right, you said this, let's dig into it, and he's like, 
wait, no, no, that's not what I want. Yeah, I don't, I, because he knows he's smart, so he knows that he, if he can actually make him rethink the shitty things he says, then he can make him, like, be a good person. I, every once in a while, I'll just, I'll just watch this scene where, where, uh, uh, Robin Williams hugs him, and it's like, it's like, it's okay, and he's like, I know, and he's like, it's okay, or it's, it's like, you're okay, and he's like, I know that, he's like, no, it's like, you're okay, like, it's okay. I don't know. It makes you cry like every fucking time. I'm like tearing yeah. up right now. Like it's, oh my God, you well, are. Yeah, it's, it's, Baby. Such, it's such a beautiful <laughs> scene where it's like, he just like, it's like with like a single phrase, just like cuts through his ego. Like all of the defenses he's built up. Rob Williams is like, oh, I, I, I know your fatal flaw. Affection. And he's like, ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you can't handle somebody caring about yeah. you. And... <sighs> Anyway, well, and so to tie this all back into American Psycho, American Psycho, I think, largely is about how the rich are simultaneously sheltered, but also so privileged that they're given whatever they want. And because of that, they're inundated with nihilism. That nihilism uh, makes a desire for them to want to find themselves. And the, they feel like the only way they can find themselves is rebelling against the, the society that they're forced to maintain. And in forcing to maintain it and also rebelling against it, they incidentally, without realizing it, do damage to the lower classes because they uh, think they're rebelling, but they're actually just doing the will of their parents. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you think of that? I think that 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 the moment we're done, I'm going to go watch that scene from Good Will Hunting and cry. Just like you just did? Well, it, 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 they're, they're, they're up there. They're, they're not out yet. I'm going to go. I'm going to go oh, release them. Okay. Well, hey, where are you at? Good or shit on, on American Psycho? Um, I think it's good. I just don't think it's aged very well. Well, I, I, th- I think here's the problem we're going to have with most of these movies is if you look at it, from any form of media literacy, it's fine. But if you if you're if you're looking at it through the lens of of like how incels see the movie, of course it's going to like be bad because incels are bad. They have bad ideologies and bad takes, and anything they glorify bad faith media literacy. Yes. So it's like it's like if you watch American Psycho through the lens of of like, hey, this is these are the people who are who are like who 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 are the the like. Who are leading, you know, white society? The, these are the people who are who are being who are being bred and groomed to take leadership and ownership of society, like fucking Fred Duggar or Josh Duggar, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's the people who the people who the rich are grooming to take over society are like this, and it's a fucking problem. Like it is, you know, you know, it is not okay. So if you look at the movie from that lens, then it's a, I I think it's a good movie. I think it's a movie that. You know, you know that 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 really kind of pretty like quickly covers that. Like, it's not a very long movie, which I like. Like, it literally just the movie starts and you're in. I also like how the movie actually doesn't show him doing any real murders. Like, he's not. I mean, he'll shoot people, I guess. But I mean, like, there are parts where you'll see him pulling out gloves. You'll see him pulling out like hangers and shit. But you don't see what he does. And I think largely the director of the film knew when to turn the camera off. Yeah. Take us away from it. But also like, so the movie almost acts as a comedy, you know, the sex scene is like fucking hysterical. It's so funny. And it's like, it's shot by like the entire sex scene for the, for the one person who hasn't seen the movie is you're, you're, 
you're you're looking at him through a mirror, but he's looking at the mirror like flexing and like looking at his muscles as he's having sex because he doesn't give a shit about anything but his physique. Right. Well, and so there's a lot to like, um, but I can see this movie not connecting with people because it's like an exploration of of hideous whiteness. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Tread lightly, I guess. I don't know, but I I think that this this is a pretty good episode for for the first one because it's like it's a sigma male thing for sure. Like dudes see themselves in Patrick Bateman, but also Patrick Bateman exists to criticize them. Uh huh. And that's it. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna uh, go. I'm gonna go. Cardi Goodwill Hunting. See you later. All right. Bye, y'all.